What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the High Performance Producer Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about how you can create true fans for your audience and why fans are way more important than just having followers. So the reason why this whole discussion even came up was because of an article written by this guy named Kevin Kelly, who is the founder of a magazine called Wired, which is mostly about startups and technology. But the article was speaking about why you only need a thousand fans to actually do anything in terms of business or be able to accomplish anything in a market and make a substantial living for yourself and just begin your career. So what this theory states is that there's people that are fans or people that are true fans rather, who is whenever you release a project or an album in this case, or maybe a sample pack, whenever you put it out to your audience and promote it, the true fan will always purchase it. They're going to buy it every single time. So for example, in my case, Whenever Kid Cudi puts out an album, every time I try to buy the vinyl, every time I usually buy like merchandise or whenever I go to a concert, like I always try to buy merchandise when I go out to a concert, like I'm trying to be a true fan to certain people. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's a true fan of certain people. So what he was stating again is there's true fans, which I just described as well as there's also followers. And in this age of social media, especially people look at the followers number way more than fans because it's visible. And we see people with hundreds of thousands of followers. And we think we need to also have hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe just tens of thousands of followers, whatever it happens to be. But followers don't necessarily always want to uh, get the thing that you're providing them or listen to the album. These are people that are just following you. They don't necessarily want to keep up with everything. As as the, the name uh, suggests, a follower, you'd think they want to keep up with everything. But the reality is there are, again, accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers but the reality is they might only have 10 people or 100 people that actually would uh, grab the product from them or listen to their album or download that sample pack from them when they put it up. So it's this big mistake that we think we need uh, got this huge amount of followers to be able to get uh, to be able to make a living out of something like music, whereas you really only need a thousand. So let's kind of break down why that is. And this is what his article does. You ask why a thousand followers It's such an interesting number or not necessarily an interesting number, but it's a specific number. And what he states is that if you garnered a thousand followers, a true, sorry, true fans, you would be able to then sell them one product a year. Again, if they buy anything that you put out, if you just dropped one album a year and you release, let's say, a vinyl for that album, or in my case, I drop one sample pack every single year. And let's just say I decide to charge $50 for that sample pack or something like that, or you put out a, a vinyl and you make merchandise and you do a couple of things and you charge $50 or $75 for a bundle or something like that. Maybe even $100 for a bundle or, or maybe you make a few sample packs and you make a bunch of things and they cost $100 altogether. So what he states is that if you had a thousand true fans again and you sold them only one time a year, this product that's maybe $30, $50, $100, whatever it happens to be, you would then be able to do the math and make or $100,000, again, depending on the price of the product, only because you had a thousand true fans that actually wanted to purchase and actually were anticipating and find value in the thing that you're providing. So again, it just makes it into a more tangible problem that you're solving where instead of thinking you need this grandiose plan of, I need 100,000 followers. I need to really grow my uh, Instagram, my YouTube, my TikTok, whatever social media of choice you have, whatever platform. Instead of thinking about it like that, think about it as how can I grow the amount of true fans that I have? And that's exactly what we're going to be discussing this podcast is 
again, three ways that we can go about uh, making a true fan and ways that we think that you can get people to become a true fan for yourself. So one of the first ones that I, I think about is something called the permissionless collaboration or something that I like to think about as the permissionless collaboration. And this is in the age of the internet, especially with things like social media, you don't necessarily need permission to collaborate with everybody anymore. You're able to do certain things where you can get into contact with them without necessarily needing permission. So back in the day, if you wanted to get on a radio show, you needed to get permission from the radio director. Or if you wanted to get an album press, you might have needed to be on a label. So you needed permission from all of these different authority figures. Whereas again, nowadays, you can just go and post on social media and get your music out there. You can go post on Spotify and just get a distro kit and post on Spotify. Or if you don't, just post on SoundCloud or some other free site. There's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, again, permissionless. So three ways that I thought about that you could do this are reposting other people's content to your feed or to your stories. So whenever you see somebody and they're doing something that you want to support, make sure that you repost their content. You actually support them in that way and make sure that you're trying to help them out in whatever they're pursuing themselves. And ideally, they'll try to help you back or maybe just start a conversation with them and say, thanks, like I appreciate that. And again, you say the same thing. You start up a conversation. Maybe you get to ask them a question. You make a friend and things like that, and you move forward. And so that's just one way of you don't have to ask permission to repost somebody's content. You can just repost people's content and provide them value. Another great way that, that people can do this and that I like to do this a lot is sampling people and using people's sample packs or even going to old records and sampling them. You don't necessarily need permission to sample people anymore. I know we, we think that, on, or you could use things like TrackLib as well too, if you really want to put out music and sell your beats using specific samples. But to post on social media or to honestly even post on Spotify a lot of the times, you don't need to be crazy with, with the samples or using sample packs. You can download royalty-free sample packs. And you don't have to really get permission from anybody to make music with those sample packs. And you can just put them out onto, again, pitch the Spotify playlist, you can put it out on free sites that, or whatever your site or platform of choice is. And the, another um, example of this, of uh, the permissionless collaboration, is something that's even promoted by social medias nowadays, which is making remixes or duetting people on TikTok, where you're literally specifically collaborating with another creator on the platform. The platform is promoting you stitching together these two projects so that you can ideally share your audience with each other and both gain value from whatever it is. Or another one is just using somebody's music behind a reel or things like that. So in today's day and age, again, there's all these different methods that you can use where you don't necessarily need permission to start creating and collaborating with people that already have an audience. Um, one last quick thing that I just thought about is also you can cover other people's music, which I see is really popular for uh, people that are very more musical than myself, who is someone that just hits crap and makes noises. But uh, it's definitely a great way to go about making connections in the community and becoming a part of the community without necessarily needing permission at first. Again, like you needed before. But I know Cody's got another way that we can make sure that we create these true fans. Again, if we're trying to garner a thousand true fans, you're probably going to need more than just one tactic. So here's a, another yeah. way that you can definitely go about it. Yeah, well, and Jared, this is this is such a such a great topic, and it's so important. And I I definitely fell. Uh, 
victim to thinking about the quantity of followers rather than the quality of fans. And in some of my earlier projects, I got I got so caught up on the branding and the creation of the branding. And I, I was a, a marketing student in um, during during my undergraduate uh, college career, and and. I it, it's it's pretty unbelievable at how complicated I would try to make branding, um, and in especially in today's age, in the ways that you are able to share your story, um, I find that being as genuine as and as authentic as possible is truly key, and it's uh it it's truly a simplified marketing technique rather than constantly thinking about um, the the brand that you're trying to put off if you can just constantly say oh wait me myself my art and what I do is the brand that allows you to just be genuine in the documentation of your journey so for example um, when I when I first launched chilled samples I I was I I was really kind of I was struggling to to figure out what what my identity is because I, I love making chill music, but I'm also a dubstep artist. I make some of the most heavy music that, <laughs> that, 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 that one of the heaviest genres that's available. Um, it, it's essentially uh, electronic metal. And so it's like, well, I don't know how much of that side I can I can share with me. I'm an ultra marathon runner. I love lifting weights. I love waking up early. How much does that fit into this lo-fi, chill, kind of sleepy community? And I initially struggled with that concept. And then I'm like, wait a second, but I belong in this community just as everybody else. I love creating that music. I love consuming that music. Um, obviously, not all the time. I, I love listening to, to dubstep when I'm working out, but I love listening to lo-fi when I'm meditating or relaxing. So um, once I gave myself permission to be authentic to myself, that's really when um, the relationships that I was building through social media began to take off. I didn't I didn't have to lie. I didn't have to be um, thinking about uh, if if I would fit in. I know I fit in. And so, for example, a typical posting schedule for myself and, and I really love posting stories and I literally just document my day. So I wake up at five five thirty sometimes earlier i go straight into the studio start making music i post my studio setup with the timestamp. let people know that's the time that i'm waking up i'll typically do uh, a post where i might be doing a, a morning mix is permissionless um uh, collaboration where i'm posting a a beat video or an instrumental video of somebody in the community and and reposting their art and sharing their work um then I'm going to post my workout. If I'm going out for a 10-mile run, I'm going to post a picture of where I'm running. And then I'm actually going to post the stats of my run to prove that I did it <laughs> and, and and let people know what my actual workout was. Um, and then I might, let's say we're releasing a podcast episode. I'll, I'll do a little promo on the podcast episode via the story. Um, and then I'll probably, I'm, I may be going on one more adventure before the day is over. There might be a beautiful sunset um, or I might be in the studio working on one more beat and I'll capture that. And so instead of me having a posting strategy when I wake up of, okay, I got to post this, this, I've just gotten into this routine where I simply document my day. And uh, the, the fans that I've developed through that 
are, are interested. They're genu- genuinely interested. Now they also get to ask about the benefits of the early morning. They see me waking up early. Hey, why are you waking up early? What benefits are you getting out of that? Um, hey, man, I've, I've been interested in running or I, I'm thinking about training for a half marathon or, or I've, I really want to get my fitness levels up. What what recommendations do you do? Um, or what recommendations do you have? Or if I post a picture of me climbing a mountain, Hey, what, what type of hiking shoes are, are a good starter starting hiking shoe pair, running shoe pair. And it opens up the door for all of these genuine conversations, um, that I get to be, um, helpful through, I, I get to be helpful because those are things, <laughs> all of those are things that I do every single day and things that I've, I've become good at. And so if somebody is just starting on their journey on something that I'm already interested in, I get to be genuine in my opportunity to help them. Uh, and that's all of the, the aspects outside of my all, all of the aspects within my life that aren't even directly related to music. Now you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I could give you a million different examples in regards to production techniques or somebody that's just learning the saxophone. But it I. Uh, it, it feels so great to be able to be authentic in my storytelling. So not only sharing, um, sharing my experience from, from that, the perspective of my music career, but also from the perspective of all of the different things that I'm passionate about in, um, in, in life. And so that Jared, that was a long winded way of saying, uh, be, be genuine and be authentic within your posting. But, uh, the ramble is only due to my excitement of the opportunity to share what it is that I love, um, with all of the, the individuals that, that are my fans. Yeah. I think that's such an important point to make. It's like becoming, making sure that you're proud of the stuff that you're putting out and it's so, ge- and it's genuine so that you don't ever have to, like you said, backtrack on something or worry about something that you said. You know everything's so authentic and that it comes through that people will actually find value in it and connect with it in some way to uh, ideally want to come back and become a fan of yours as opposed to just following you. And this is going to kind of lead into the last uh, of these three tips on how to create a true fan or how to start your journey to creating a thousand true fans. Rather, this is what I would call the Walt Disney experience. And so this is something that other people might refer to as just the customer journey. But why I call it the Walt Disney experience is because um, what if you've ever been to Disneyland or any of their parks or just have ever heard of the story of Walt Disney in general, what his shtick or part of his shtick was making sure that the person that was coming into the park had a magical experience. That it was something that felt like they'd never, it never happened to them before. So that when that ex- they had that experience and went to their parks or watched their films or did anything associated with the Disney brand, that they would want to bring their friends back to the, to, to the parks. And that basically having such a great experience in your product or in the listening experience that you provide, you can make people want to tell their friends and create a network effect of finding more people and more people as long as you're giving this Walt Disney experience. And that's just the term that I like to use for it. Because it's making sure that it's as almost grandiose as possible within a reason that you can do. And an example that I have for this that I did was when I released my sample packs, I usually tried to make sure, especially when we we're doing the challenges, is to provide as much of an experience as possible. Sometimes you might just get a challenge where you, ent- you, you download the pack and then you enter the challenge and you never hear back from the person on the other side. You never know unless you won if anything happened. And it's really just kind of a cold wall. You don't feel very connected with the community in that sense. So one thing, and I'm not the only person to do this, obviously, but 
one thing that, that we tried to do was create more of an experience out of it. So it wasn't only that when you posted, we would try to reach out to you and obviously repost you your stuff as well and and, ha- and make it more of an experience. But also we would give you more bonuses or just for submitting, we would give you an extra pack uh, on one of the challenges that we did as like a thank you for submitting. So there's all of these things that you can do to make sure that every single point in the experience is amazing for the customer and is amazing for the person that's using it, is amazing for the listener, is amazing for whoever you're trying to provide value for. And again, in the example that I gave, like I probably could could even uh, be more microscopic with what I'm doing and figure out exactly each step and say, try to make it as much of an experience as possible. And I think this is what Walt Disney was going for with his whole entire branding and stuff like that. But it's just an idea to make sure that once you get somebody to listen to your music, once you make that connection and start that conversation, that you don't just leave the thread at, 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 a, at an end, that you make sure that you continue speaking to that person, that you continue making the connection, providing an experience, whether, again, it's through uh, listening through an album, maybe it's through getting a piece of merchandise, or maybe it's through, again, in my case, downloading a sample pack and participating in a challenge. Everything that you do um, in terms of marketing, I like to think of as the first time you touch with somebody or the first time that you make that genuine comment, the first time that somebody sees your thing, the, that first experience doesn't really do anything, right? You're never going to make the sale on your, your first experience. You're never going to get the person to listen. You're never going to get the person to download on that first experience. But if you, this is an assumption, obviously, people do listen on the first, but it's assume that everyone is going to do it on the second time or the third time so that you make sure to continue those connections and you don't just, again, end the thread at the first connection. You continue to have multiple touch points in the journey that that customer is taking and make sure you're providing as much of an experience as possible so they don't feel like they're just left to, to dry and that they just um, got something from you and then you never really fulfilled on it. You want to fulfill and then 10, 10x that and really try to go over the top as much as possible and provide as much as value. Again, going back to what Cody was saying, make, making it genuine, making it something that you're proud to give them, that when they get it, they really see the value in what you're providing and see that it's going to help them in some way in whatever you're doing. Again, if it's a sample pack or whether it's an album or maybe if you're just trying to learn how to play an instrument or something like that, it could be when you're first starting off whatever it happens to be, just to make sure there's some sort of experience involved in it. So with that being said, those are the three ways that you can get a true fan or start creating true fans for yourself and ways to make sure that they stick with you. And again, the whole point of this is just to show you that you don't need to have these insane numbers and these insane audiences. The, re- the reality is you only need, again, as Kevin Kelly said in his article, a thousand true fans to really make it for yourself, to really start seeing something of it at least. Again, everybody has different numbers in their head, but you don't need to be uh, have a million followers or 100,000 followers or whatever the number is. It's only about getting fans, not followers, and making sure, going back to the things that we said, being genuine with them, uh, making sure that you're collaborating, connecting with them, making sure that you're uh, making as much of a Walt Disney experience or customer journey as you possibly can and making sure all those touch points that you have with them are as special as possible and as, again, magical as possible in terms of uh, Disney speak. But with that being said, peace. Peace out.